back for another episode of Unboxing the Hobby, and we are with someone who I just recently met, and I'm super pumped to have them here. Mark Hill from My Card Post. Mark, how's it going, man? It's going great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This is uh, this is cool. Um, Mark and I met, or he met a while back, and I fell in love with My Card Post like immediately. It was one of those things where he like slipped into my DMs uh, non-sexually, yeah and romantic story and and you know yeah, we're just, i just was just chatting about this this new service and i was like oh, who is this person wanting to you know have me promote something you know and get like some free membership and i'm just like okay cool i looked at it and i was like whoa yeah whoa yeah. this is a this is a, a cool system and, and mac you've become slightly addicted right First step is admitting I have a problem. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, I think we're to your point. Like it was one of those things like I, when I get messages, I'm sometimes a little skeptical. And as soon as I started using it, I was like, oh my God, it feels like I'm at a show right now. Like it feels like I'm at a card show, just the ease of trading. And like, because of the way it's structured, like there's yeah. kind of trust built in. It just, it's a very different feel than what we're used to in most kind of online marketplaces. So yeah. Yeah, so without, absolutely. without obviously, obviously you'll explain your site, Mark, but like without yeah. like going into the whole, like, this is my, my spiel about my card post. Like, how did it start? Like, where was this, where did this even come about? Cause I know this isn't your full-time job, right? No, no, I have a full-time job. No, this yeah. is my second full-time job. If yeah. you will. So I have two of them, but it's, it's good. This is my baby. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, like I have the same boring story as a lot of people, right? You know, COVID hit or right before COVID, you got, I got reintroduced to the world of sports cards. Right. And I, I tell the story, you know, often it's like my brother-in-law was here for like mother's day weekend or something and introduced me to it. And I was just like, Oh, hooked. Right. I had been, you know, I've moved a lot. I, you know, I grew up in Massachusetts, but I live in California now and I, I've moved like so many times, but I've always kind of carried this box of cards I've had with me since a kid. And they're just in the closet. And that day when, you know, um, my brother-in-law reintroduced me to this, I ran to the closet, pulled them out and immediately started looking at what I had and all that stuff. And, um, and, you know, I just started experiencing a lot of the same problems that, you know, many people complain about, you know, online and, you know, it became around, you know, the fees and, and things and how hard it was to like buy and sell and for people to try to make a profit. And, and, you know, why can't we trade online? And why can't I really send whatever message I want to this other person without fear of, you know, being <laughs> getting banned or, or whatever. So there's all these problems. And again, I, I think I've just always been like an entrepreneurial person at heart. I've had many like product ideas or things I've attempted to do many years ago. Some of them I take to like a prototype stage and didn't, didn't go any farther. Um, but, I, but as I'm experiencing these issues, you know, as I'm getting back into the hobby, I'm just like, there's gotta be a better way. Like this shouldn't be the case. People are spending thousands of dollars to travel across the country and airfare and ho hotel fees to go set up in person to be able to make all these creative deals because you can't do it online. Like there was no marketplace that existed that allowed people the creativity to do any kind of deal that they could think of using cards or cash. And, um, I iter iterated on it for a while and I kept thinking of all these like terrible sports card business ideas. And then just one day hit me. I was like, whoa, oh, I know how I can solve this. Like if you take away fees out of the equation and you build a marketplace that's subscription-based, you've just unlocked everything because now you no longer need to worry about making it difficult for people to get to know each other, or, you know, trying to tack on fees and trade values and all the stuff that makes it really hard to do that. Um, and then, you know, I bounced it off a couple people and they're like, that could be a game changer. I searched and searched. It didn't exist. And I was like, all right, let's go. 
and I just started put one foot in front of the other, and here we are. Yeah, I'm so curious because he, he uh, Stock and I were talking about this. So like I am in the software world, and for the life of me, I have no idea how you built something that is so that works so well and reliably at your stage. I yeah. it just curious how you went from point a to point b because it seems like you are a much more mature company than i i think you you really are at this point but yeah probably that i even give myself credit for too because i do view it as like this is almost like an mvp version of the product right like i i spent nine months from from starting development to actually you know pushing that button on go live day which was november 17th of, of last year right so we're coming up on our one year anniversary next month which is really cool um, but I, I kind of knew like what the workflows needed to be. And I spent a lot of time just iterating on design. And, you know, when I click this, you know, the things that need to happen and still, it's not perfect. There's many things I would love to improve, but, you know, to your point, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time in development and testing and, and changing and tweaking to try to get things right. I really wanted it to be like clean, aesthetically pleasing, really easy to use. I wanted negotiations to be super simple, just a back and forth chat no restrictions, like counter offers, like change the cards, change the cash, whatever, like to help people kind of get to a deal. And if I needed to close the gap, like throwing $20 on top, like you could do that and you couldn't do that anywhere else. So yeah, I mean, I, I just, it was just a lot of time and effort, right? Before, um, you know, it was ready to go. And it was like, this thing works and I'm ready. I, to I think one thing that's so interesting too, the direction you went versus other companies, as I think about it, is a lot of other companies very much want to like silo you like off from the rest of your online identity yeah. where you fully embraced it. And like yeah. you input like your Instagram handle, your eBay handle. So people actually know you. Cause I think that really does help with the whole trust factor, especially as you do with trading. Like I've did one trade on Instagram one time and had a complete anxiety attack. <laughs> like, and it's, I think it is one of those things though. Like you've really leaned into that yeah. and it seems like it's paying dividends. Cause it seems like you've got an active and engaged group of people using the platform pretty re uh, regularly. Absolutely. That was kind of the early part. Like this was going to be a community of trusted people. And that, again, it's part of the, the subscription, right? That is a, a paywall. It is a protection mechanism for the community. You know that if you're doing a trade with somebody, you, you know that they've put a credit card down as well for the ability to kind of be in this community and to make deals with each other in order to protect themselves as well. Because your point, yeah, people are doing deals on social media, but it is panic inducing. <laughs> They're like, can you send me friends and family? You know, and you're like, Ooh. Okay, I guess I don't know. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just felt like building relationships or having a platform that encouraged people to become friends. Like, again, it didn't exist, right? Because when you have fees, you can't do that. Because the second two people become friends, the next 30 deals they do are going to be direct offline. And that marketplace loses the revenue stream. And uh, again, it was just a matter of like, that's kind of the source of the problem was the fee-based model. And, and you can't just drive it down, right? You know, like, okay, you know, my slabs did do a great job. It was, it's 1% fees. And I've seen other ones that are like 0.25%. And it's like, at some point, you're just going to drive to zero and, and it's not going to be beneficial. Um, but yeah, I always felt, and actually had a buddy too, who kind of encouraged like, hey, don't, it wasn't even about like an either or marketplace play. Like, be open to, you know, eBay and ComSightC and MySlabs and be able to add your profiles to those platforms as well, because it's not an either or, it's an and, right? Like, hey, you can do these kind of deals here, but eBay is still tremendously valuable, right? I can't compete with the number of eyeballs that are, that are over there. Um, so I really just wanted to build a platform where you're essentially the CEO of your own virtual card shop and everything about you or your personal card business is available and accessible for everyone to go look. Uh, and connect offline, like become friends on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And, you know, you build relationships with people. I have 
hundreds of new relationships I've built strictly through my card posts. Yeah. It, it's and that's funny. A, you, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I was just going to say, just for anyone that's listening that it, if you haven't tried it yet, it's when, once you go on the platform, it's free to buy on the marketplace. You don't have to pay anything to start purchasing and get, get right. you know, engaged on it. Um, yeah. which for some people, it may just be all they want when they first get started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest thing you you keep stepping on or excuse me, talking about is like community. Because Mac and I talk about all the time, like the craziest part about the hobby in general, for even me getting back into it roughly around the same time you did probably, is the community that I didn't know existed. So to be able to have that and integrate that into this sort of, like you said, trade show-esque, you know, online service just makes it because, listen, even selling stuff on eBay can be, you know, anxiety inducing because like sometimes i don't know if someone's gonna all of a sudden it could say not delivered and all, all of a sudden they did get their card and i'm refunding someone for a card they have and yeah, all this yeah. crazy stuff so it's like there's it, it does feel somehow safer <laughs> just because of the what is the smallest idea of like someone put their credit card down and now it's safer versus you know i can well, now we, we can leverage the social validation whereas these other platforms you know we don't we don't have that, but to be able to see, Hey, look, this guy has 5,000 followers on Instagram or whatnot. Like I, I know this person's probably doing deals regularly and is, you know, probably thinking about his online reputation and takes it seriously. Exactly. That's also part of it. Right. I mean, it's also like a due diligence thing, right? Maybe someone just joined today and they're listing their first card and you want it. And it's like, well, they've not done any deals on my card post. And, um, you know, the ability to kind of do that second level due diligence and like click on all their social profiles and eBay and all that stuff and be like, okay, they've sold 2000 cards on eBay. They have hundred percent feedback. Like I'm good here. But to your point, Adrian, it's like, it is the community, right? Like I want to be a, a, an active, trustworthy, ethical participant of this community. I don't want, like I'm, you know, the scammers, I mean, look, nothing is bulletproof. I you know, say that for sure. Like there's definitely things that could slip through the cracks, but most of them are going to stay on the free playgrounds, right? Where they can go and they could do stuff. But here, like you want to be like a, you know, a trusted member of the community and and participate and and do deals. And I mean, we had we had one deal that was talked about where um, the one person shipped it to the correct address, but for whatever reason, UPS delivered it to a completely other state, and it showed as delivered. And you know the and but they like were worked it out. They stayed in total communication with each other. Um, and then like a week later, you know, USPS like finally delivered it to the right address, but you know, they were just like, we couldn't believe like how active we were around just making sure we're okay. And don't worry, we'll make sure the deal's right. And I think that was just like a real true testament to exactly what this is all about. Um, and that community aspect. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I, I love the whole thought of it. Along with that, obviously, you see talked about there's always pitfalls with everything. But how do you get involved, like with situations like that, if at all, when that arises, like what, what, what do you, do you do for the people? Yeah. I mean, the beauty of it is they inform, they let me know. They're like, Hey, we just want to let you know that, you know, this is a situation we're totally in communication with each other. It's okay. We're just kind of raising it to your attention. And I've actually just released a new feature in the platform, which allows you to, you know, maybe report, you know, different users for whatever reasons, or maybe there's a inappropriate card listing in the marketplace or something like that. Right. And, you know, somebody can quickly report that. So, yeah, but ultimately again, the, you know, the fact that people can just fully talk freely, if there are any issues or delays in shipping, like maybe someone took like two or three days because they, whatever, I don't know, maybe they had a, a baby or something, right? Um, to ship a card, they're just talking amongst themselves freely. And again, most people are very responsive to just be like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to get it out tomorrow. Like I just, whatever happened, right? And I think I don't really need to be involved at all. Like it's been so many, so few issues where it was raised to my attention. 
it's like 90 for 95 percent of the hobby is probably like very upstanding individuals and it's just the you know that five percent that ruin it for a lot of people yeah i mean i think it's like 99 percent, right it's probably like more like the one percent i was trying to be conservative but you're probably i know i know <laughs> overly aggressive well, it's very true because like you think about it, like most of these, you know, quote unquote issues can usually be resolved by the two adults that are trying to do this. And it's also the same thing for like eBay. Like there's so many times that, you know, instead of somebody just reaching out to me on eBay because a card didn't get there, it's I've had like a handful of people that just immediately post something negative and is like, this person's scamming. And you're like, if you had just reached out to me, yeah. I would have just refunded your money no problem yeah. you know and it would have been fine so like building that community from the ground up is so important which is why i think my card post is going to just continue to grow and and this is just kind of its infancy oh absolutely yeah. Yeah, this is just the the very 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 early days of this um but the thing about it too is you know and again even in the pre-building stage i'm like is this gonna work right like is <laughs> is this model going to work? Are people going to trust each other? Are people going to put cards in the mail? Like, do I need to be a middleman and things of the nature? And, and we've proven it works, you know, like this, this is working. People love it. The the amount of positive feedback I get from people is like overwhelming. Like um, they just love the platform. And to Max's point, it's like, once you're in there and you experience it, you're like, well, I totally get this now. And like, I love this. And I get that all the time. People are just, you know, like, Oh my, I just joined today and I, I, I already love it. You know? So it's it's been fun because I, I think one thing that i've wrestled with as i got deeper into the hobby the past few years is the transaction costs are still very high to move cards and i don't just mean the fees associated with doing a deal but i just think there's the finding the bot you know matching buyers and sellers the actual transaction i mean there's just so many things that i think make it hard sometimes to do a deal online that yeah. if we can start removing some of those and find ways to remove that friction i think like i said as i've been using it i've been shocked at how many deals have been doing so quickly because it you know just it is easy it so. is easy and that was another part too around like how do you improve the you know the buying and selling elements because you know if you go buy a card on ebay like your buying costs are more you got taxes and shipping and then if you sell it you know, you need that thing needs to appreciate like 40%. You can't buy and sell on eBay at this point. You it's can't. like, it's impossible. And again, I was at the point, I was like, it shouldn't be like this. Like, why can't we be that? So the, to be able for sellers on my card post to sell a card for less than comps and still walk away with more money than they would elsewhere yeah. is, is you know, kind of a mind blowing aspect of it. And again, you, when you buy a card, you're literally just buying the price of the card and paying shipping. And we already have the, the workflows and abilities to buy multiple cards. So you can go buy a lot from somebody and negotiate a better deal for 10, 15, 20 cards. All the shipping is consolidated and handled for you where you have like a base shipping rate and then like an incremental card uh, shipping rate that just gets tacked on. It's auto-calculated. So in, in the end, it can be like, okay, it's for these 12 cards, it's going to be $7.22 shipping, you know? Um, and people are able to just get those deals. And what's so funny is like, we see so many deals and the cards, they just land right back on my card post. I mean, I do the same thing too, but for so many people, they're buying things, you know, maybe they're buying lots and they're getting good deals on these cards. They're putting them back on and they're, it's so much easier to flip, if you will, if that's like your intention. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that I, I was, the word flip, I think always gets a negative connotation that was just yeah. like, was created out of nowhere. The F word. He said the F word. It's yeah. just so, it's just so funny to me because that is the whole concept of like the hobby. You, somebody buys something and then they're trying to sell it to somebody else or trade it to somebody else for yeah to try and, you know, get something better for themselves, whether it's more money or another card. So it's yeah. always so funny. Cause like, if that disappeared, if 
flipping disappeared so would the hobby it would just be like what am i doing here i'm just right. showing up to to buy things and store them in my house and it's one-sided all the way so it's really interesting how well they're assets too a lot of people are trying to like acquire something that they can move into a different card that they're you know that they're more interested in because you know i don't know maybe someone in the marketplace has a card that you want and you kind of know what their their interests are so you're trying to make some move it's like the nfl right you're trying to like acquire players and like move them to, to package them up for something different uh so it's yeah it's it's interesting and fun I will say that you, you, I think based on our conversations, it was not on purpose, but you figured out a way to give yourself almost a niche for like hockey cards as well, which was really yeah. interesting to me. I remember going on when we initially talked and I was like, man, there's a lot of hockey on here. I was like, I had what that is thought happening? too recently. And yeah. I sadly wasn't like a hockey guy, but it's, we're seeing more and more cards, different sports on there obviously now, but what happened with that? Was that like, just pure like all these hockey fans were just in one place and needed yeah. a place to to do this or what we'll, we'll get you into hockey soon don't worry we'll still yeah. we'll still keep working on that but yeah i think <clears throat> i'm a hockey player i still play hockey right so i kind of grew up playing hockey in high school and college and i still play in men's league to this day and you know i'm a know. big boston bruins fan or boston sports fan in general so when i was building my card post I, I wanted like a community to launch it to i didn't want to just like okay let me go create my instagram today and like launch this business to nobody right so during that, you know, nine month plus period of developing and building, I was on, I was on social media, but all I had to share was like my own personal collection, which was mostly hockey cards. So I'm, you know, and I'm attracting, it wasn't any, anything. I don't remember what the number was, but maybe I got up to like six or 700 people following the, my card post Instagram account. And a lot of them are hockey, you know, people, of course, because that was kind of the community that I was engaging with and talking with, and even some of the Facebook groups I was in. So that's kind of the backstory, right? It's like once I hit that like go live button, you know, we immediately got like 100 people in the first day and, you know, 98% of them were probably like hockey people and they've brought their friends and, you know, so it has been this like growing thing. But yeah, I mean, at some point it was like 90%, 80%, 70%. We're probably like 60% in the marketplace is hockey listing. I actually but... did that math earlier. So you're, did you? you're, pretty, you're pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I was curious. I had that same thought earlier as I was looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming down. I, you know, I, I, every now and again, I do the same thing. Like, okay, what's the percentage here? And, you know, it's slowly coming down and more, the more and more people we attract in different, you know, that do different categories, it will, it will get better. I, I don't imagine hockey will be the dominant. No, but I mean, you, you think about it, like we all, I feel like very few people just stick to collecting one thing they collect multiple yeah. and like, maybe you it's 90% one thing, but you have like one or two random cards of a different sport, yeah. which I'm assuming that's like soccer for you basically. Cause I think I grabbed some of your soccer stuff, but yeah, the, um, you <laughs> know, it's just, then you get people like me who are just like, Oh, there is some soccer on here. And I, then I throw some of my stuff up there and just kind of, you know, the ripple effect. It will build. Yeah. There's, you know, yeah, hockey is number one. And, you know, then it's probably like football, baseball, basketball. I mean, the core four are, are still there. And then the other ones, you know, wrestling and, and Disney and Pokemon and, you know, some of those ones are are less um, available. But again, it's just a matter of just like slowly, you know, bringing some of those people in and them them bringing their friends. And I mean, it will it will stabilize over time. But yeah, for this first year, it's heavily, heavily a hockey marketplace. You know, it's really funny that you said it. And I, I obviously it's a comparative thing how things are that far. but you were talking about like oh you know 600 followers on my card post but if i always look at things in like literal way so if you had started like a, a brick and mortar place and all of a sudden 600 people showed up at your brick and mortar place on the day of your opening that would be like such a stellar yeah. <laughs> opening or like now like you know if you have a couple thousand followers and those people all showed up at your store daily that's would be a, a crazy situation but like 
when you talk about social media, it's always a funny thing when people are like, I only have 600 followers. And you're like, right. That's a lot of people. <laughs> it was. It's the right yeah. followers. Yeah, exactly. It was the tar- the right target. And and many of them I had was building relationships with. I was talking to them. I had many of them. I was sharing, um, sharing the concept with them. I was even bouncing like feature ideas or like workflows off of them. And then even I pulled, you know, pulled a handful of them into like a beta program. I was like, hey, this is up. It's not perfect. There's bugs and stuff like that. But, you know, can you kind of go in and then give me your feedback? And they would, you know, dump a list of things of like, hey, this is weird or this didn't work. And and we fixed all that stuff. But yeah, and many of them were like super excited about it. They're like, wow, this sounds like it could be a game changer. And that even like motivated me even more like, man, I'm onto something here like this. I can't wait to like share this with the world. Um, and yeah, so. That's awesome. With that, like that's your nine month process. I always like to ask this it, with people that are like building something out because obviously not not everything's always like, you know, sunshines and ra- sunshine and rainbows. Was there any point in time that you just almost hit like the delete button where you're just like, no, this isn't going to work. I, this isn't going to fly. I, I can't do this. Was there any point in time like that? I don't think there was. No, I don't think I had any point in time where I was like, this is going to be a disaster. You know, like this is not going to work. I think, you know, what probably worried me the most was, was I'm going to put this out there and people are going to trash it. You know, like I'm going to get a ton of negative feedback. People, we don't need another marketplace. This idea sucks. Like nobody's going to use this thing. And and I literally was, I think I've said this before, but I spent probably 45 minutes like hovering over the post button on Instagram. Like, I'm like, oh man, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And finally, like most things, right? You need like 20 seconds of courage and like, boom. And to my surprise, I got none, you know? So it was all like kind of false fear uh, around this. And I, again, to this to this point, like the feedback has just been overwhelmingly positive around the concept. Uh, you know, every now and again, you'll get something like, I don't like the colors you chose on the website. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, like I'll, I'll try to do funny. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that I think you, you hit the nail on the head though. I, I think when I first heard about it, it didn't like jump out like the concept. I think I just associate it with any kind of online marketplace, but it was, I finally got that aha moment. Like as I started, you know, perusing the site and like putting in offers and things, I was like, Oh my God, this is literally like, we're all like in an online card show and it, you kind of have to experience. You do. And I think, and rightfully so it's different, right? It hadn't exist. It's completely disruptive to like the way we've been doing things. So there is that kind of like, God, I need to pay to like list and sell cards like that feels uncomfortable to me and i totally can understand and appreciate that and sometimes people just view it like okay how much do i need to sell before i get my nine dollars back and that is absolutely a valid you know thing to think about like okay and i tried to like make it an absolute like no-brainer like you can one card for eighty dollars and the subscription pays for itself anything more than that you're paying for like the next seven months subscription is like prepaid for um but it's also about like what and again, $9 is just like the first paid tier plan, but it's also more about like what that unlocks, like as far as like capabilities and access to a community. So it isn't always about just like dollars and cents and be like, I got to get my $9 back or this doesn't work. Right. It's about, wow, I've just made fr- new friends and I've done a trade and it didn't cost me anything. There was no money, no money, no fees. It was just cards for cards. And, you know, there's a lot of value in unlocking these capabilities that don't exist in fee-based marketplaces. Yes, it's free to go to those marketplaces and list cards, but there is a cost. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know, some people I tell, it's like you go to Vegas and you think like, oh man, I lost 500 bucks. But then you're like, but I had an amazing time for 10 hours, you know, and it was worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. So Wait, so I am curious, what prompted you to go the direction of kind of sitting on top of PayPal? Because I feel like most 
most concepts say, hey, we're going to build out our own payment processor and we're going to take a percentage of the fee in like, you know, that yeah. whole world. What what you kind of like zagged when everyone zigged or maybe I got the expression backwards, but yeah, I mean, I, I felt PayPal. like it was important for there to be also that layer of protection, right? It's PayPal goods and services. Like there's a whole protection mechanism around cash deals that comes from PayPal. And yeah, those are really the only fees that are being paid by anybody is when cash is exchanged. Like if we do a trade and there's cash as part of the deal, there is going to be that, you know, that three and a half percent PayPal fee on the cash or, or, or when you sell a card. But um, really, it was actually a lot. PayPal offered the flexibility around like promo codes and things of that nature that were a little bit easier to manage than some of the other payment processors. But, you know, really it just kind of came down to that, you know, PayPal is widely adopted, super easy. Everybody has a PayPal account and that goods and services protection I felt was very necessary and needed, especially for a brand new marketplace. Like if I was doing my own recreate the wheel, I mean, it's, yeah, they'd be like, who are you? And like, what's your protection? You're like, how, how secure is your payment product? Like, I just didn't want to, be in that space and yeah. again to your point why and reinvent the wheel exactly and this for our listeners that obviously haven't been on the sites like that we should probably go back and touch on like you know the the nuts and bolts of the thing explain the the tiered payment system to the people yeah. like how like how does that work how do you you know what does different tiers get you things like that yeah yeah so like max said it's my card post is totally free it requires no membership if you just want to go on create your account and you just want to be someone who just buys cards from people it doesn't cost anything to do that. You could do that. You can do single card purchases, multi-card purchases. Like So you can do anything that's revolved around buying and paying for the cards. Now, if you do want to sell and trade and list cards in the marketplace, it does require a subscription. There's three tiers. There's a basic plan, a pro plan, and an all-star plan. It's $9 a month, $19 a month, and $22 a month. So the delta between like um, the top two tiers is, is, is very low. And it's uh, really only restricted by the number of active listings you can have on the site at any given time. So the basic plan, $9 a month, you can list up to 50 cards and you can make deals with those 50 cards. You sell or trade any of them. You can just replace them with new ones. So you can have 50 on the site at any given time. The pro plan allows you to go up to 500 cards for $19 a month. And then the all-star plan is unlimited. You can list as many cards as you want forever. So yeah, that's kind of, that's just it. The, that's really the only difference is at this stage, we may, we may add some stuff in the future, um, but for now it's just based upon the number of active listings. I think what, for anyone that hasn't used it, one thing that I think were the aha moment came from me just as a buyer is when I saw I could click on somebody's online shop and put in a multi-card offer to say, Hey, I want these X number of cards and I'm willing to offer you this amount of money for it. I hadn't seen that kind of ease of making offers like that on any other system. And that's where for me, I was like, oh my God, I can quickly move cards in and out and get better kind of bulk discounts. And because I'm not paying the transaction fees, I can actually like do something with this in terms of making money. Yeah. Um, so that's that was the aha for me. And that's the card show experience, right? Lots of people, they love to go up to a table and like, okay, what can you do for all of these cards? And again, it didn't, I mean, you can't, there was no other place to do that. So that was also a very core feature that needed to be there. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that, yeah, I love that, that people will jump on it and experience it and be like, oh, this is totally worth whatever subscription fee. Cause even when you think about it, I have to pay to go to a card show. Or if I'm going to be a seller at a card show, I have to pay for a table at a card show. So it's not like you aren't paying anything for these types of things in our hobby in general. So to have a minimal amount of money going out monthly, as long as you're going to be selling these things or buying these things is kind of a no brainer. You know, I'm paying just, $50 for a table at a local show in like 
a few weeks and that's for what six hours or something so yeah well yeah, no if, if you're driving it's gas and food and you know if you're flying it's airfare and hotels and right there's a lot of expense i mean you're in the red you have to recoup your negative balance before you can even start turning a profit so i mean there's some there is some pressure there to make make it worthwhile to do that and I think that was the other thing too. And, and for some people like me, I have little kids. I can't, I can't be at a card show every weekend and, and do that kind of thing. I wanted to just be the CEO of my own virtual card shop, if you will, and be doing this 24 seven, 365, right. As opposed to once a month or a couple times a year. And, you know, it's kind of like the spirit Halloween store, right. They try to make all their money in 30 days, right. <laughs> so it just felt like people should be able to do this from the comfort of their home. Not, I mean, card shows are fantastic, right? I mean, there's so many times you just want to meet people in person and kind of shake and hang out with them. And that stuff is, you know, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be awesome. I'm not trying to say that, oh, you don't need to go to card shows anymore. That's not it at all. It's just that in between, you have the ability to kind of continue that deal-making capability. And the other thing about fees, one of the things we introduced, I don't know, this is months ago now, but we have like your fee savings, like right there on your page and you can share it with the community or just keep it private if you will. But I mean, for me, I've done hundreds of deals and it's probably like four to $5,000 in fees that I've saved. So like, again, you could, I mean, that's the next five plus years of my card post subscription prepaid <laughs> you know, in 10 months. And I think that's, you know, also the benefit too, is like the more deals you're doing, you're just in bonus. You're just playing with house money as far as the subscription goes. So, yeah. I would love for this to keep, you know, and I think it will keep growing because you, you touched on it and I'm in the same situation. I have two kids, I have a wife, I have a job, you know, it's like, I don't have, I don't, I don't live the luxury of max life over here of not having to deal with things. I can go to whatever card show they want to go to on a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I just dropped my cat off at my parents' place. And I'm like, I'll be back on, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So to have the ability to do stuff like this from my home and get like a message or an email or whatever, letting me know if somebody's interested. That's that's amazing for me. I, I I don't have that luxury. Like I said, the Burbank card show that I sadly missed you at, Mark. Like yeah. I had, I literally had like four and a half hours on a Friday <laughs> to yeah. go to this card show. I would love yeah. to have seen you just like shh, just running everywhere, bombing oh, around. Yeah, it was. It's it's a whole other world when you're trying to balance all these other things. So yeah, but you get yeah. you get the best. You get me walking around texting you as I'm at these shows of like, hey, yeah. hey, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> similar <laughs> i know i haven't been able to go to I mean, go to the big ones or go to the national i've been to the last couple of burbanks and you know some local ones but i mean there's so many like oh you're gonna be at this show you're gonna be at this show i'm like i just can't man i'm coaching my son's t-ball team and it's like you know just like things you have commitments and it's hard to just pack up and go and you know leave my wife at home with two kids and you know bedtime and, and you know getting them to school in the morning routines are are not easy yeah it's, no it's Interesting hearing y'all talk about this because I, I think back to the conversation we had with um, Dr. Collectible and it, that was one thing he really focused on was trying to bring kind of deliver that show experience to people that can't make it to shows. And I'm almost feeling like this is very much kind of akin to that idea that we do have so many shows across the country now, a lot of great, you know, large ones regionally, we can't all get to all of them. Yeah. What we're kind of seeing now is it is easier to feel connected to to these experiences and i think what you all have done is really a testament to that of kind of this digitization of the hobby but in a way that i think is still very kind of pure in the aspect of that local card show feel yeah i mean again the relationship building is is unbelievable and again i have so many new relationships and that i've made through my card posts and we chat all the time and they're sending me messages either on my card post or instagram or or whatever even texting right because you know exchanging phone numbers or whatnot and 
I've never seen their face. I've never done a Zoom, you know, Zoom with them or anything like that. I haven't met them in person, but I mean, I consider them like friends and we do deals all the time. And, you know, there's no stress, right? It's just like, hey, man, like, hey, I can't ship your card until next week. They're like, I don't care. It's fine. Like, there's no anxiety around like there being delays or something because you just, you just built up so much trust. Um, and I just, you know, again, that relationship building aspect was so important and it's, it's showing, you know, in, in real time. That's great. What, so what's your, what is your background? Like, how did you cut, are you in tech? Is that what, where this, this came from or no? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a developer. Like I didn't write the code myself, but yeah. you know, I have like a, an engineer, you know, sales engineer background. I, I'm, I do work for, I do work in sales for, for a company you know, that's kind of my day job. So yeah, I mean, I kind of have like a technical background, so I understand technology and, and things of that nature. But um, yeah, it was more about, you know, for me, it was more about like the design and workflows and, you know, how things needed to work. And then, you know, I had a team that helped me build it actually. So it's, it's, it's very, <laughs> uh, it's very apparent for sure. As someone who's, I'm also in the technology space um, and I've done a little bit of development work, but the, uh, you, you see a lot of people that kind of get into this that don't have any kind of experience experience in technology and i think it it really shows so yeah yeah not for nothing i mean you can tell like listen i'm not going to name names because i i utilize them still but there's other sites you know similar that are just terrible in regards to like how user-friendly they are i'm like who built this like i feel like i have no tech experience but i know that like during the development process is if this was coming up i would have been like no, 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 no. This is still rough. Thing. Yeah. 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 This work, but you know, it's, it's crazy how seamless this, this side is. And, and let me stop real fast. We are not being paid by my card post on this. I know <laughs> we're like really like throwing it out there how much we love it. We yeah. really do enjoy this site. So in no way, shape or form is this a paid interview for the podcast. I swear on everything. Um, It's just, we just enjoy That's it. That's the part of it too. Like once you experience it, you use it, you get it. And it's just like the ease of use and the ease of the workflows and the ability to connect and the, like the deal making is so simple and so easy. I, I always tell people like, look, most trades and deal, like it's like maybe three back and forth and it's done because, you know, there's everything available for you to make that deal and you're communicating with them and you're being genuine and honest, be like, Hey, that thing's listed for 200, but like the last four sales are averaging like 110, you know, so you're negotiating values back and forth. And most people are like, Oh yeah, I totally get it. I see that now too. Like I listed this three months ago and it's overpriced. Like that stuff happens, but you know, the back and forth, when you're able to just have like total transparency and you don't have to worry about saying the wrong things and deals get done quick, you know, and I would encourage people too, if you are trying like to be active, um, you know, sometimes the, the bad experience would be like, if you just sit there, you list three cards and you're just like, okay, well, when am I going to get my offers? And you're sitting and waiting, like that you might, that might not be the best experience, but I would say if you're active and you find cards you're interested in, you send that offer, even if it's like something that you don't even know if the person wants, they will very often come back and counter and be like, Hey, thanks for that card. Not really interested, but I found this other one on your pages. I love, and I would do this and boom, boom, boom. And then you're done. Like the deal is accepted. So um, you know, definitely be active, list many cards. Also, like the more cards you have, the more variety that you have to get deals done. Cause you know, if you just list a couple of cards and it, it might be a little bit harder, but I, so I'm curious to get your thoughts where, you know, I think about kind of what's happening in the space right now. And you've got obviously like on, you, you've kind of got the traditional marketplaces, you've got um, systems like whatnot and fanatics and who are kind of more of the like live stream. Yeah. Where do you see it all going? Cause I mean, do you think companies like ebay mercari are going to start like pulling their fees down and kind of doing something more like you like where where's this whole online hobby world going 
you know, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I, I've disrupted and like the model's going to change like this from this day going forward. I do think that, you know, we are proving that this is a this is a model that works and that people want and desire more so. I think there's going to be a place for everybody, right? I don't I don't think eBay will change their feed. Their business is way too big to, you know, pivot to something like this. Uh, and they do a lot more than sports cards, right? Of course. So like it would be difficult for them to make a change. I think the the streaming and the breaking and all that stuff, I and mean, it has a place. I don't know, it might consolidate a little bit. It might, that might that might happen. I'm not really sure. But I think I don't see any of these like going away. I think it's just kind of like the new way forward. And, and, and it's also not like an either or. It's just an and, right? Like people are going to want to dabble in my card posts. They're going to want to be on eBay and then my slabs or Com C because they, you know, they love the vaults. And, you know, there's all these different ways that people... I don't say run their business because for everyone, it's not a business. It's kind of a hobby and a collecting thing. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I think there's a place for everyone. No one doesn't have to like disrupt anybody. It's, it's a big enough market. It's, you know, everyone's talking about 10 xing the hobby, right? Like it's going to be huge. And we're building this in a down economy, right? In a down market, a down, everything's down. And, um, you know, we're hoping to rise out, you know, on the other side of this and to see, you know, some explosive growth. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't predict the future, but I think, like I said, there's a place for everybody. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, you know, everyone's always like we talked about earlier, everyone's either everyone's always talking about, you know, this or that. And it's like, it's not about that. It's there's so many good options everywhere that you can utilize them all to grow your collection or, like yeah. you said, take it and, and flip your stuff or whatever you need to do. It just if you're doing it, you know, it just makes it easier because you can do it more intelligently. And I almost just wanted to give you like a home base, like my card coast can be your home for your sports cards, right? You have everything's there. You have all your social media handles, you have your eBay store, your MySlab, you know, all this stuff, all your kind of like one link. It's like your social media one link almost. Yeah, exactly. And we see a lot of people replacing, you know, replacing their links on social media with like my card post because that's like their home base, right? Like everything's here. This is where you're going to get the best deals from me as a seller. Like if you want that card and you want the best possible price, like it's going to be, you know, on my card post versus like some other platforms, but you know, that's the place. And we're also integrating with mascot. I don't know if you guys have checked out mascot, but you know, that's a really cool inventory management platform, which is going to allow you to just like one click sync your eBay store or oh, just wow. enter in a PSA serial number and it will just pull in the images and all the content. And then you can just propagate your cards to all marketplaces, not just my card post. It can be on eBay. And, you know, again, they're, they will go push it out to however many marketplaces you want to participate in. And then once that card moves, like is either sold or traded on one platform, it will automatically be torn down from the others. So I really feel like that's going to be a really interesting game changer. And it's also going to help us. I know I have people, um, specifically card shops who love my card posts who are like, hey, I got like thousands of cards on eBay, but I really don't want to list them again. Totally get it. And, and this is going to allow them to just with like two clicks of a button, pull everything over. Um, wow. And I think like that's going to be a game changer for a lot of people. It's also probably going to dramatically increase the volume of listings on our marketplace once that once that goes live. So we're we're working towards that, um, you know, between ourselves and, and Mascot. So we're going to have that integrate integration here pretty soon. Hockey's going to take. I mean, Mascot's going to take hockey down to sixty four percent. On I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You you mentioned bit. you mentioned something earlier, and I, I always like asking these questions. Is um you said that you came up with like terrible iterations of things previous. Do you remember any of them? Any of the terrible ideas that you came yeah, up with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some of them were like, uh, Oh, you know, I could, because people have so many cards, right. They just don't have the time to sort through them or figure out what's valuable. I'm like, Oh, we could be a hub where everyone could just like pack up all their cards, send them to us and we could help 
organize them and figure out which ones are valuable and get them listed. And then someone comes back and says like, dude, that's comp C man. I'm like, Oh, okay. So that, that one's <laughs> not going to work. You know? So it was, it was kind of just like ideas around that, around like helping people monetize their collections or kind of sort through them and help them list their cards. It was, but that was like very much like hands-on like labor. That would have been a job, right. As opposed to building a platform that connected people. I don't have to help people sell their cards. They're doing it themselves. I just kind of built the the community and the platform. So that was, that was one of them. I can't remember what some of the other ones were, but that's a um, good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's one that you would have, if you would have came to me and pitched that, I've been like, that sounds like way too much work. I yeah. don't want any part of that. Terrible <laughs> idea. Hearing bad business ideas. It's always yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. Especially yeah. when a good business has come out of it. It's more, it's way more enjoyable. If it was just nothing but bad business pitches from somebody, then it'd be a different yeah. story. Well, you know, what's interesting too, is like you think of them and like, there's something that's like, Hey, it's cool. Right. And you're like trying to pitch it to someone and you're trying to get them to be excited. And they're like, that's not cool, dude. That's a dumb, that's a dumb idea. But then like, when you, when you have the one and it was like, there was no hesitation. I'm like, this is, this is the one, like, this is, this is the idea. It doesn't exist. Uh, you know, I even had to like convince my wife, right? Like, I'm going to do this. Like, are you okay with it? I think this could be big. And, and she's just like, okay, honey, I'm like, whatever, go for it. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I knew instantly, like this one could be this one could be uh, a game changer. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, it's it, it's for so many different reasons. I know we keep we keep going back to it, but like, as a kid, like, I love things like start doing fruit stands in front of my house and all this stuff. It was just always felt like I was some small entrepreneur and I owned my own thing, even though I would just like stole fruit from trees and sold them, you know, <laughs> for, for money. But yeah. it's like, this is, it feels very similar in the sense that like, I have all these cards, I want to sell them and make a max profit or max or maximize my trade. And it just, it makes you feel like you have so, like oh, complete ownership of everything. Whereas like when I sell stuff on eBay, I don't feel like I have complete ownership because I'm losing 12, 13% on a sale then plus shipping and all this other stuff. So, well, especially if maybe if the auctions don't work out as you hoped, you're like, Oh, I got crushed on that. I got crushed on that one. And I think the other point too, you mentioned like total control. That That is the point that you have full control over how you want your cards to be available on my card post. You can have them for any combination of buy now, buy now plus cash offer, buy now plus cash offer plus trade, or maybe you don't want to trade, or maybe you want to do trade only. Like this card is only available for trade. Like you have total flexibility to have those cards listed and available however you see fit, whatever makes sense for you and the way that you want to do deals. Um, because people, and again, I think, you know, the economy is down and, you know, people are losing their jobs and stuff. And, you know, people are probably a little bit, you know, reserved of spending their free cash now on cards, but they have a lot of cards, right? They have a lot of inventory and they want to like take those cards and package them up into a PC card and things of that nature. So, you know, I feel like that's kind of what's been exciting for a lot of people is this is, is the trading aspect. And we do, we see tons of trades. Um, and you know, it's always interesting to see, I mean, there is obviously plenty of sales that are happening too in multi-card deals, but people are loving the ability to do trades when they're not having to maybe have any money come out of their pocket. Are you still tracking that? Like how many trades your, the site has done up until now? I, I could, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head, but yeah, I could kind of calculate as far as well, I think we're close. We're, we're over 800 deals that have been done. I, I would, I mean, my guess would be there. Pro it's probably like 50%, at least 50% of them are trades. Um, 30% of that is me. Yeah. 30, yeah. <laughs> Just from like, this week. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but what's interesting is like, yeah, there's been like 800 and something deals, but it's like close to 3000 plus cards or so that have been part of 800 deals. So it just goes to show you that these are multi-card transactions that are happening. It's not just, you know, buying singles, right? Um, these are, 
many cards that are being exchanged. We've had, we had one trade that was like 64 cards that was exchanged between two people. I've done multiple, like 10, 15, 20 card deals with people where, you know, I'm sending 15 and getting 10 or vice versa. Uh, we see eight or nine card trades all the time. You know, obviously see, you know, just two cards exchanging hands, but it's so cool to just to see all the deals that are being done and the types of deals and even the amounts of cash. Like sometimes they're just adding like $10 to close the gap. Right. And, yeah. but that's how deals are getting done. Well, you touched on something really important with the economy too, is that it, I know for me, you know, cash is king. And whenever I go to a show, like I really try to hoard that cash as much as I can, yeah. that we, I feel like we're getting to a point where people maybe don't have as much cash. And so if you're yeah. trying to move on deals that are north of, you know, several hundred dollars, it is easier just to kind of use what you've got in these assets that you're kind of walking around, lugging around. So I yeah. think anything we can do to kind of help, you know, ease that ability to kind of, you know, be more conducive to trading. I think it's just going to help, help the whole uh, market. But, yeah. And I think that's probably one of the things that's benefit of us in this, you know, it might've been harder if we didn't have this capability to trade, to bring a new marketplace to market during, you know, this type of economy and situation. But the fact that, you know, that capability is there and that's what people are really excited about. Uh, it's really kind of helped drive our growth. And, you know, we're kind of closing in on like 2,300 members again, or you're just kind of past our 11th month. So we're, we're close on our one year anniversary, but you know, it's been pretty cool to see, you know, we're going to get over like 500 in this month alone of, of new users, but it's been, you know, it's like, this is a long play, right? This isn't like, uh, you know, the community is going to explode overnight kind of thing. Like it's going to continue to grow and the pace is going to accelerate and get bigger and bigger. And as more people come on and, and invite more of their friends, which, you know, we've, we've encouraged, right? I mean, you can go on my card post and you have your own affiliate link. And for every five people you invite, you're earning free months of subscription. So, I mean, you know, we've tried to build and incorporate those things to help you know, really help encourage people to bring their friends and to help grow the community. Because the more people that are in the community, the more deals that are going to be done, the more cards are going to be available. Um, and things are just going to move, move much faster. Well, hopefully it's, all three of our listeners sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> podcast going to explode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little better than that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's four. Uh, it's four. Fine. Fine. Yeah. The other thing is, I don't know if you know about this, about, about Mac Mark is Mac is the king of like going place, going to these shows and sitting in front of, singles boxes and just like slowly going through them you know and finding gems so this is also another amazing place for him why he's probably so addicted to it is like he no longer has to go through car they're just all on a screen for him and he can scroll through them at a rapid pace so it's you never it's, have to yeah. talk to people ever again <laughs> yeah and there's all sorts of like sorting and filtering and you know yeah. now like boolean searches that you can like eliminate keywords and you can save your searches now which is really cool so that you can save some custom search and get an email notification if there's a new match so, you know, all that stuff is cool and like pulls people back in like, oh my gosh, like my postronaut card, like someone listed a PSA, you know, I'm, I'm in, like, I'm going to go try to move on it quickly before anyone else gets it. Um, so all, all those things are, are really cool. And, you know, there's lots of deals to be had. I've even had people like send me trade proposals and they're like, hey, these two cards, you have them priced beautifully. This other one, I think, I don't think you've priced it high enough. And it's like, okay, like, cool. Like they're like, I think it's a $50 card and you have it listed for 30. I'm like, that's again, an amazing aspect of just like how ethical people are in this community. That's, or maybe that's that, is that the hockey card market? Maybe the hockey card market is just a bunch of upstanding it's actually a football card. You know, oh, that's really? Okay. Okay. On. Yeah. Speaking of cards, yeah, I, listen, I'm not a hockey fan uh, as much as I probably should be considering I love sports and here it's a great, it's, it actually is really fun to watch in person. Fun to watch. Um, should I just should I be getting on this Bedard train right now or what, what's Who's Bedard? Wait a second, did I miss something? Yeah, I I hear he's a, he's going to be a decent hockey player. Yeah, apparently I don't know. See, here's the thing. I think this is the thing about most things. Like Bedard is hot, right? And yeah. 
there's going to be like massive, you know, sales and, and prices, and then they're going to drop and settle. So it's it's kind of like new releases, right? The second a new release comes, like all the rookie cards, like they go for hundreds of dollars, and then it's just like a steady train down as more and more of them get pulled. Um, Here's the thing about that, and I love talking about this because it just blows my mind every time. Is so with that, and you being you know a marketplace. So there's always that. There's always the new card drops, the new hot player comes in. People pay an exorbitant amount of money for the initial card, but knowing everybody knows that in a month or two, that card is going to be exponentially lower. Yeah. Is it just FOMO that's just creating that? Or is it like, I don't understand like how these people still pay this dollar amount, even though they know that it's going to be down here in a short period of time. I don't know. I mean, is it maybe it's newbies that are buying them and they like they're just getting in and they just haven't learned that yet. Maybe that's part of it. Um, sometimes it's like real fans. Like, anxiety, I think like real you, fans. you need the card. Yeah, you you want the card. Like I have to have this card. Like there's a lot of that too, and I'm willing to pay more just so that I can secure it for me. Um, but yeah, I look at that like with like young guns and stuff. Like those are those are cards. Like there's going to be thousands of PSA tens available at, over time. Um, so yeah, sometimes waiting to get a better deal is it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I I've I've like I said, I barely I do a lot of like hobby box ripping and things like that. But I, all of a sudden, Bedard showed up, and I'm like, hmm, this could be my gateway drug into hockey because yeah, now he's, got, now he's got a super short print in series one that's come out, and but he's going to be in series two as a full card. And I'm like, do I start ripping these just to try and find a Bedard or what's yeah. going on? <laughs> well, I've seen now that we even have one listed on our marketplace. There's like an Easter egg that came out of Bedard. Yeah. We're sounded like seven, $800,000. Um, we have no idea how many there will be at the end of the day, but. You know, exactly. They, that Easter egg card could be a print run of 2000 and it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you never know. Something. I have the other, I just got this one today in the mail. This, you know, this is a, a Zegris one. I'm speaking of another hot player. Like he, once he did that, you know, that crazy trick goal, like he just, Oh was, yeah. Um, Who did the header? Who did that header? You sent me the clip of the, which one? Like uh, someone scored by heading the puck recently. Oh. oh yeah. I don't know who that was, but yeah, someone had head- butted it in the net. Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes to get a soccer move, just uh, there you go. Soccer and hockey merge. Yeah. Oh man. Well, brother, I really appreciate your time. Like this has been, you, uh, you are one of the, you know, the, the people in the, that I think really cares about the community and is helping it grow. And I had, you know, I was very happy. I got a chance to meet you earlier and that you were able to come on the show, but, uh, how can people find you? What, like, where, where are people going? Like what? Yeah, uh, you know, give give your shout out what what you're trying to. Yeah, to I mean, first and foremost, check out the marketplace. You know, it's mycardpost.com, right? Again, just I mean, at the very minimum, create your free account and just you know spend some time browsing. And then if you see, if you see it's interesting and you want to you know sell or trade or participate, you know you can upgrade your subscription at a, at a later time. But at least just kind of get in there, pop around, check it out. Um, I feel you know very confident you'll you'll like what you see and fall in love with it as 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 so many people do. You can even follow us on Instagram, so it's my card underscore post. Um, we're pretty much mainly Instagram right now. I mean, we have like TikToks and Twitters and all that stuff, but nah, I'm not the best at those. So still still working still working on expanding my social media skills. But you know, so I would say follow us on Instagram. We're constantly posting the deals that are being done and socializing those and highlighting new listings in the marketplace and different things on there that you can kind of just see and, you know, give, get some experience on the kind of deals that are people doing. But I would say definitely check out the marketplace, sign up. If you have any questions, you know, by all means, reach out, reach out to me either on social media or, or uh, on my card post itself. And 
there's no risk, right? If you subscribe and you hate it, you send me a message, I will give you your money back. So there's, you know, there's no risk to to trying it even for a month. Uh, I'll happily. You're super responsive too. I feel like you're, you're always answering. Yeah. Yeah. Questions, yeah. So. I mean, there Absolutely. really is no risk. Cause if you post cards on there, Max just going to pick them up anyway, basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be sending you low ball trade offers is actually yeah. my approach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds perfect. Uh, well, this has been awesome. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. I appreciate it. This was fun. Thank you. Take it easy, bye. All right.